Hello and welcome to the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. And we got my guy on here today, folks. We got my guy. This is the man that I've uh, recorded the most time with on air, anything with a microphone in front of us. So it was only a matter of time before we got him on this podcast. And it was a perfect weekend to do so. Ridiculous weekend in Las Vegas. And we were a tag team in that we were in separate locations. And we're reporting live tonight, team coverage. And we've got you covered, folks. Buckle up. You're going to have a good listen and recap of what went down this weekend in terms of NBA Summer League, free agency recap, NBA Con, the NBA Cup. And then we shine the light on Talk That Talk, the company. And, you know, we, we talk some, we get some life talk in on the back end, which was real good. You should definitely stick around for that. As always, like and follow the show wherever you're listening. And just do your do your homework, folks. Leave us a review. It's the one thing I'll ever assign you. I won't do anything more than that. Don't take attendance as it is. Just leave us a review, you know. Honestly, I'm not asking for five. Just leave us one. And uh, we'll keep dropping pods. How about that? Deal? Thank you. All right. <laughs> Without further ado, folks, let's talk some hoops. Well, well, well. If it if it if it took twenty eight episodes, it took twenty eight episodes, folks. But I think we have this this fellow who, who's making an appearance and his first his first appearance on there and in the classroom at, at DHU. None other than Mr. Terrell Emerson, Chatterbox host. Of the Talk That Talk owner of Talk That Talk Media Company, I'll uh, I'll just give you the ball right now and let you let you talk to the people, introduce yourself a little more. But this is my guy, man. This is definitely nah, my man, guy. You actually you actually smoked the intro. I appreciate you. It was definitely flattering. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, to the audience, if I am a new face, hopefully I'll get to see you guys a lot more. Well put. And. It's no need in wasting time at the top. Let's uh let's get right into the rundown, which begins with shout outs. Okay. It just begins with shout outs because I feel like, you know, you if you save stuff to the end of you know, me like, oh, I meant to shout this out, like you sometimes you want something to be heard. So I think I listen to shout outs because uh we haven't been here in a minute. It's our way of taking a role, essentially. Um and by and shout outs if you got them. This, this is where they go ahead and go. Shout out to Bash. This brother just turned two. Shout out to Taji. We we definitely went up. He had a world tour this week. It, it was it was a good week. Um, shout out to all the folks. Shout out to family. You know what I mean. Got to shout out to family. This is the time of year where we taking trips to you know to see folks, and it's the summer full swing. Shout out to the Aces. <laughs> shout out to the Aces for sure. Sixteen and two. Yeah, man. No, they got a dub today, didn't they? 17 and 2? 17 and 2. Stop yeah, it, bro. Shout out to KP for Stop that 42. We, we talked about this on Talk That Talk when they started the year with like an eight game winning streak. We were like, this won't be the last one. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be the last one of that stretch. And again, they got to nine, just yep. like that. They probably it's just another one. And they have two schedule losses where they lost to the opponent on the second of a back-to-back against the same team. Whatever. Shout out to the Aces. They're killing it. Um, shout out to a lot of folks I saw today, man. I had a nice little event I went to today. Nice mixer. Might have seen a picture with uh, Vernon Davis. You know, shout out. DeAndre Jordan. Some other folks are in the building. Mark Spears. Kyrie was in the building. It was uh, it was adapt mellow up. It, it was it was a crazy little evening afternoon. I'll say uh, more on that probably at a later date. But shout out to some some connections made today. Shout out to the folks at Swish Culture. You know what I mean. And yeah, shout out to Swish Culture. For sure. Shout out to my guy Jamie D. I, I just wanted to get that on there. You know what I mean. And. uh that wraps mine up, bro. Go ahead, but I know you got a shout out or two. I got two. I got two. So the first one I'm gonna do is over my shoulder right now. So shout out to my mom's painting. When I hey moved now. to Vegas in 2017, uh, she gave me a paint. She went to like a like a like a, like a sipping paint, and she gave me this painting. So I don't do very many like zooms from my room, but yeah, man. Shout out to my mom's artwork. That's hard. Uh, and yeah, man, it's only right that we do it twice. I definitely got a shout out to Bash. Happy birthday, my guy. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Two of them. You got two, two shout outs. <laughs> two of them things. <laughs> nice. And shout out to moms, man. Shout out to the tip-ins. The tip-in segment is, is a wonderful segment. Um, yeah, man. Talk that talk radio show. Yeah, man. My parents definitely hold it down. They they definitely they definitely facilitate the offense. So let's uh we we talk let's talk some about let's talk some hoops, as I like to say. My last episode, we were I was talking with Shiv and we were recapping the free, you know, previewing free agency. And we did a pretty thorough preview. And I kind of glad that some times went because we've kind of seen free agency pretty much in its totality, you know, the, the big names, except for James, you know, James Harden's kind of like still floating. We don't really know what's happening with James Harden. And we still don't know what's happening with Dane. And we know now that something's happening because it's official. We've been referencing this, you know, for about a month now. So it's it's been in progress. Um, at Looking at those parts, I had some winners in mind. I, I thought the Lakers, you know, did good with what they had to do. I kind of think the Mavericks have put in a nice return. As well, I think Phoenix used a little bit of money to at least round out the roster. <laughs> and they got, you know, some decent guys. And, hey, there's some moves being made. Um, thinking about, you know, those free agency just takeaways since we've had a week or so to digest what's happened. How do you feel about free agency? Uh, I, First of all, I feel like – first of all, it's basketball minds in general. It, they, I feel like they tend – sports minds in general, they tend to think alike. So – I do have the Mavericks on that list. I do have the Lakers on that list. So I'll point to some other teams. But before I do that, um, let me give a quick little rundown about Dallas. I I, I completely agree with you. Uh, hmm. I, I told Mark Cuban to his face a couple of years ago that I thought they won the offseason. And at the end of the day, I, I think any team that Kyrie is on, if you guys are depending on him that much, the question or the, the questions begin and they probably end with Kyrie. So, yes, you have questions about Luka. Yes, you have questions about the center position. Yes, you have questions about whatever else you may have questions about. 
all of that does not matter in the, in most cases if Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving and he's available for you guys. The question is, is he going to be available? So thinking about just who won free agency, I'm going to actually switch it up on you. I'm going to go to two teams that are bottom Airport. of the cellar. That are bottom of the cellar. And don't be surprised if they're still bottom of the cellar next year. But the reason why is because they have direction. I'm going Houston and I'm going Detroit. I'm going because of the head coaching position. I'm looking at Monty Williams. I'm looking at MA Udoka. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. People had their hands off. I'm going to let you cook because both of these teams are on my list. Are, are on li- on my list of notes in a positive way. So, <laughs> beautiful. Like I told you, basketball sports minds they think alike. And to be honest with you, I'll start with it. May Udoka. We understand that there was something turbulent, right, that happened in Boston that led to him leaving. However, relax. However, I don't. I, I don't really know why it took so. Long. Because I understand a lot of people may look and say oh, well, there was questions if he would ever coach again, things of that nature. Understanding the situation, and of course, we're behind the scenes, we know a little more. Somebody was going to take a shot. Somebody was going to do it. And Easily. Houston should be yeah. happy at him. Houston but, should be happy yeah. No, they, they, I, if you look at what they did, they were the youngest team on in the NBA um, with an average age of 22 and a half in my notes from before free agency and what and some moves they've made they've balanced that out to a very you know they, they've added some years to that because they brought in van bleak they brought in grant they brought in a jock landell they brought in maybe somebody else but they got josh christopher out of here they got king and martin jr out of here you know they didn't hold on to all these hey, young really pieces brutal. hey he was on he was on the list the last episode that, he, that somebody's gonna pay him you know, and, and at the same time, too, think about what we just said Houston is doing. Houston just took a shot on him. Think about what we're saying. They yes. took a shot on a coach that went to the finals in his first year. I'll take that shot any day. Like, if and, that's the shot you're going to give me, I'll take it. And and making a point to grab veterans and guys who have at least, you know, been in the postseason, things like that. With Ime is like an assurance of, all right, we'll meet you. We'll meet you right in step. Like, let's go get some guys in. We're going to get you some guys to play with. We're not going to have you playing with, you know. Some brand, new, toy, some brand new toys out here. <laughs> right. You spoke about James Harden earlier, and there was a tweet that went out today during Summer League where, I guess, MAU Doka was flat out asked about if he wanted James Harden. And he said it's not going to work here. <laughs> hey, Houston, Ime, Ime straight like that. That's what Houston needs. Houston has, has lacked the direction, and I think at the very least – you're going to get that with MAU Doka. How long does he stay there? I would like to see three years plus. That's what I would like to see because whatever he's building, it's going to take some time. It's probably going to take some roster reshuffling, but that's going to take some years. So, I mean, well, I'm just yeah, and, and it's very competitive. It's very competitive, uh, you know. Um, so, it, you can't, you know, just pencil them in, but they'll be in playing contention. For sure. I, I think. I think if these teams – were to go ahead and be that between that 10 and that even that nine with a lot of upside right yeah when at the end of the day what i'm looking for from these teams is exactly what i got from okc last year yeah that that's what i would like if you guys are 13 14 i wouldn't even be upset but i gotta see some sort of promise i gotta see it okay see by the way we got to pencil them as a playoff team next year right I got them. They are. I don't have them guaranteed in the top six, but I got them top eight. Yeah, like like that is a playoff team. If you know, there's a playoff team built for that. 
core guys they got. Um, man, uh, and to pivot that to Detroit, my positive notes on Detroit were, yo, just watch out. Toshib this, uh, you know, just chopping it up. And he was he was kind of bought in, kind of wasn't. I was like, nah, dude. I was like, Duran, I've been like watching, I've been watching summer league highlights, which is so different because I'm used to kind of being all in during summer league the last couple of years. And this year with, with the work schedule and a busy weekend this weekend, we'll get into sneaker con. Um, yeah. Or not even sneaker con, NBA I was about con. to say, we can get into that too. They were next door. I was in the wrong <laughs> line. Yo, I was lost in Mandalay Bay. I was lost in the parking garage. It was crazy. <laughs> it was madness sometimes. But um, it was, uh, man, my, my notes for Detroit were, yo, Duran, this is no cap about Jalen Duran. He has shades of a Dwight Howard who ended the league at 18 and 19 and at that age and what you're just seeing. that That's not putting too much on it. Shades of. Add that with, bro, I saw him, whoever was guarding him, it was a big man. He went like bang, bang between the legs, like size up, didn't even lose him, pull up like beyond the elbow with a contest drained it i say yo what am i seeing right now? what is that you're not the only person that thought that we were in the building and thought the exact same thing somebody asked him after the game how long he's had that in his bag he looked up thought and said mm, since april so he it just it just got added to the toolkit so great question I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i, I think I think no, it, no, he smoked that question. By the way, he he works in Detroit too. So whoever, I wish I could give him credit, but that clearly is his team, and you can yeah. tell. Uh, but no, but to be honest with you, I, I, a lot of it, um, I understand why you went there, and I, I like the fact that you said Dwight Howard when he entered the league. I like that right. aspect. Right. Walk, 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 walk with it. For me, is I don't see him rooted. The same, he has more of an offensive game than Dwight did at this stage of his career, in my opinion. Yeah. And it may not be the traditional big man game. That's because the game isn't traditional anymore. So, as you said before, that tween tween, that that little hezzy, it's like, bro, what are what are you? Are you sure you're you're six what? You're six ten, six eleven, like and I, yeah. And by that, I mean he has like some of the spring, like physically, like he can catch a lob sure. that that Dwight could have caught, and like Absolutely. if he's if he's However, engaged could rebound and it that's may- just one piece of what detroit has right now they got which is why pieces. i'm gonna yeah. mention another piece right now in james weisman and the the thing for me with james is or or, or with Duran rather and this is no no knock to him because i, I just think dwight howard is on another level just in yeah. terms of defensively even too, too much think- on too much on Jalen third I, I wanted that to be like a uh yo combine that like you said i'm gonna let you go with wiseman ivy Cade's coming with revenge i feel like I feel like yeah with no uh, you actually just talked about it azar, the, azar and with k cunningham you have to anytime you talk to detroit you have to start with k cunningham and the next place that i would actually go is i lay a steward uh now 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 yep. now i'm not sure if isaiah stewart is not one of those people that maybe you maybe you try to flip into something Maybe you try to flip into a bigger name. Now, we see, we seen it a couple of years ago where Portland went out and got a Jeremy Grant. With all due respect to Jeremy Grant, all-time basketball player for us, for us basketball heads, because we know what he does, right? We know that a winning team needs a Jeremy Grant. Detroit needs to go find, ironically enough, where they get him from. So, ironically enough, Detroit needs that. 
And the problem was when Jeremy was there originally, Jeremy was your scorer. And that's not really Jeremy's makeup. So now you go out and you add a player like a Jeremy, a 3 and D vet with the K, with the K Cunninghams, with the uh, Jay Nivey, as you mentioned before, with the Osar Thompson, as you mentioned earlier as well, too, which for me, going back to what you said before, that's my takeaway from Summer League with, D- with Detroit. I don't know how many other teams have this big of a percentage of their main roster playing. Yeah. As, you look as, at their starting I mean, five, and yeah. it, that's probably what it's going to look like once you throw in K Cunningham. Yeah. And they had to be next to Houston in, in one of the youngest rosters. Um, and, and going back to Houston and why I think they got to go get, yeah, go get a vet. And, and going back to Houston really quick. Only reason why is because I want to do this comparison for one reason and one reason only. You talk about second year players, right? And things of that nature. Go and look at the summer league stats for James Weissman and Jabari Smith. That alone, I, I, the energy around James Weissman has changed it has changed drastically and it has changed quickly jabari smith he didn't shoot so well day one of summer league he got it to, he got it together by the end of the night hit a game winner what he did. <laughs> I, man and i they have another connection they got the twins yeah man and we were ro- we were robbed of that today by the, by the uh by the ankle gods of all people oh, man, man. You know what I, I mean? I, I was gonna show up early, bright and early for that one. Trust me, I was ready for that one. Right. That that was gonna be a spectacle, and uh, but that's still gonna be a threat. <laughs> Shout out to threads. <laughs> um, that will be a threat between those two teams every year. Mm-hmm. For you know, book it. That's that's a television game. They're gonna you know talk about it at least this first these first couple. Yeah, I would like to see it. Believe it or not, that was you know that that was a good way to kind of move past that. I think that uh, I want to talk more summer league with you because you've been you spent this whole weekend there, and when Benyama, man, I'm glad that we're doing this because our last you know kind of talk one of our last two episodes we we were talking about the d- direction of the league and you had a good line of you know I, the face of the league is no longer a person or a player. It's a collection of flags, and I've had the same idea and feelings. And talk about energy around somebody. Yo, this this Wimbin Yama fella. Yo, he is in the spotlight, and it it, it feels kind of like yeah, like I think this feels pretty massive. Not even it, not with any undue you know amount of coverage, but it's like yo, this brother's covered differently. I the agree. coverage I is agree. different. The feeling is different. Like, but you were at Summer League when Utah Watanabe was there, correct? So I think if you, if you, I think you were at that one. So you saw that, and you saw Rui Hachimuri. Rui, Rui's one I can so definitely attest to. Those definitely. are two situations. Another when when two more. Who else you got? No, two more, uh, two more flags. <laughs> oh no, definitely a hundred percent. Two more flags. So you look at that, those media scrums and the international coverage and things of that nature. Wimby had his two press conferences in where UNLV does theirs, so you know what that room is. So in that room, and it was packed. It was probably packed. Big, 
I mean, it doesn't feel as big because it's an empty room to begin with. You know what I mean? So it's literally 10 rows of five chairs. So it's 50 oh, chairs. Oh, I know. No, that room's pretty cozy. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So, you, I mean, to be honest with you, it just didn't feel as congested as it was. But like you just said before, he's getting all the international coverage possible. Wimby has – he, he has, like, the American portion of his interview – of his press conference, and then they take questions in French. And then that's the way it ends. So – yeah, man, he's an enigma all in itself. And obviously, the play on the court gave a lot of people stuff to talk about. So, tell of two games with Wimby. I, I, I had to have some conversations after the first one and just be like, yo, please, guys, please, like, let's, let's not, like, yo, what, what, what are we doing? Stop it. I had to be like, please. <laughs> and, dude, talk about what he did today, bro. Uh, he didn't second guess himself today. That's the biggest thing. Uh, I actually wrote a story about him two days ago. Well, I guess it just hit midnight now. So I wrote a story about him yesterday and my, my, it was my three takeaways from Wimby's debut. My first takeaway was he's human. My second takeaway was the offensive game will come to him. The third takeaway was the Spurs can't stash him on the wing as a perimeter defender and think that that's going to work. So those are my three takeaways. So those are the three things I was watching coming into today. And the first one is self-explanatory. He's human. What we saw in the beginning or in his summer league debut was all what you just mentioned, all the stresses of media. He talked about it after the game. He said, once summer league is over, I'm probably going to hide from the media for a little bit. He said it. He said, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff. Absolutely. He said, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with basketball. And I just want to get away from that. So he got a ta- he got a taste of that uh that news cycle out here, <laughs> bro. All right, but here's the thing, and I'm happy you said that because I tweeted this, and I don't know if you saw it already. I did, but- I did, I did, and okay. I didn't know I didn't know what I think you were alluding to something that I was not aware of. But I was like, ooh, he's uh, I feel like he's re- like something else happened. Yeah, so something else happened, but it's not like world right. news. I don't think, but it's enough that. I, I shouldn't have heard it, and I'll put it that way. I, I, I shouldn't – I would have never tweeted about it if I didn't hear it. And at the end of the day, now, who you, again, haven't covered Summer League several years. We understand how this works. Now, are media members supposed to ask for pictures? No. However, in Summer League, if there were ever was ever a free-for-all type of place to get it, yeah, it would probably be Summer League. Yeah. That being said – I also feel like as a as a media member, even if you were going to take pictures, it probably wouldn't be with a player that's playing that. It probably wouldn't be that. That's probably my guess, right? It's not going to be a player that is literally actively trying to go make a roster and or, you know what I mean, proves with the titular team like a Victor Wimbayama. However, short story or long, long story a little less long, uh, Wimby is done with his press conference. I'm in the back of the room, so I get out of there and – I'm not going to lie. I'm in the back of the room. So you know the, the way the room looks. I should be out and halfway down the hall before Wimby is even behind me. And that wasn't necessarily the case. They ushered him out of there pretty quickly. You could tell they're, 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 they're protecting him. However, here's the issue that I had. There was a media member who asked for a picture. And are you supposed to do it? No, you're not supposed to do that. However, it, it's the way that you handle somebody after the fact. Wimby did what he was supposed to do. The gentleman that was with him, his handler said, oh, no, we can't have, we can't do that. Wimby pointed at him. 
Like he he's gonna let you know. The guy says, "Okay, cool, we can't have that." I understand it. I understand that. I have no problem with that. He yeah, follows you, don't, you don't do that. You don't you don't do that. It's no, not that. It's not that. Up. But yeah, he follows it up by saying, "Weren't you in the media room?" Yeah, is media supposed to take selfies? Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Oh, and really? that's where I kind of hesitate. I don't know who San Antonio has around Victor Wimbayama. However, and this is just me speaking as candidly as I can. Yeah. It appears that people are acting out of character because yeah. they are walking with a 7-4 enigma. If something were to happen with with his security, with the Britney Spears situation, whatever the case may be, may be, Victor's not going to hop in there. He's not going to break it up. He's not going to do anything. So I don't, that's two days or two instances rather over a three day span that we've seen their handlers handle stuff in the wrong way. And I understand Wimby is, is, is what he is, but I'll, I'll put it this way. It's, it's a little, it's, Derek Lively, out, of, out of character was a good way to put it. It's a lot absolutely. of, it's a lot of, man, it's a lot of that. It's like, yo, he's got, He's got the streets and the chokehold, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. And at the end of the day, this is my only thing. I watched Derek Lively after his game yesterday walk through the front row. And, of course, kids are stopping him to take pictures, whatever the case may be. But I don't see the stranglehold on him like that. And, of course, you and I, we went to UNLV. So all I all I envision is Brandon McCoy. And I watched the way UNLV coddled Brandon McCoy. Not saying they shouldn't have, but it was it wasn't the right way. And obviously, we always said it, if Brandon doesn't become what this campus wants him to become, he'll be accessible. You'll be able to grab him for pictures. You'll be able to – Brandon McCoy is that way now. Brandon McCoy has has had NBA yeah. chances, and me and Brandon have a great relationship. Yeah, but I talked to him. He was right. Now, if Wimby doesn't pan out to be who Wimby is expected to be, three years from now, we won't have this clamoring for him. So I just think people, I just think the team should watch the way they are handling the people that are creating this buzz around their biggest toy right now. Yeah, no, man, it's it's different, bro. It's it's really it's it's really different right now with him, and it has to feel like all right. And but nobody, this hasn't been the case kind of like that before. So we're not. I mean, not yeah. That's why, and that's why I disagree. Only because Zion and RJ both got the same thing. They sh- it was shut down. They, yeah, they, they had to shut they down. Were, they were really quick with that. They were. They were. They were brief with that. that, that. <sighs> anyway, anyway. Nah, man, I- I'm glad you had to share. I got, I'm glad you got to share that, bro. Tales of Summer League just added to the, you know, added to the book that, that'll be written and, you know, at a later date. Definitely. Uh, so you want to you get to on the play court with Wimby as opposed to the to, to the BS? By all means, my take, my intro to that is just that, man, I think that San Antonio is all hands on deck with this right now. And you don't need to educate them on anything but the game of basketball. They're going to figure it out before we will. And it's going to be bad. And I think that this, instead of like, oh, you just pencil them in for 15, 20 years. I think that pop, with his contract extension just now for five years, which he's also president of operations, he could change. He could, that could change along the way, but he's, he's agrees like, all right, bro, I'm a coach. Like I'm, I'm gonna put five on this. Like I see 
okay, wait a second. Stop it. All right, let's make this work. Let's make this work quickly, to be honest. Just because Wimby, I think I haven't been able to say this yet on the pod. His frame, it doesn't give me red flags. Of course, it does naturally, just at that size. And with all this, I meant to say this as soon as we started talking about him. Bro, he's 19, bro. He's gonna look, he's gonna look goofy on the basketball court sometimes. You know how much growing this boy has done in three, four years? He's adjusting. And now a brand new level of physicality. One game to the other. Dude. He's going to he, – he, yeah, like we can talk about a year, two years from now. Like 20-year-old 20 20 year Wimby is going to, you know, probably do 19-year-old Wimby kind of cold. He, it, it's going to be funny to see. <laughs> you I know, mean, fun- the, exact, the, the exact equivalent would be Chet Holmgren right now. Chet Holmgren today Wonderful thread. Chet Holmgren last year. Wonderful thread. Yes, yes, yes. 20-year-old Chet, 21-year-old – yes. Yes. And yo, that's the thing with Summer League too. The guys, the second year guys where you get to see me like, ooh, wee, he is looking cold because he was not doing that last year. Like Ingram had one of those stints in Summer League where it's like, oh, wow, he did what in two games already? Yeah, poor that guy. He, he, yep. he He's ready. Uh, we, we love what we see. Um, and yeah, dude. I, so I think that San Antonio now sees, okay, how can we pull something off? How can we maximize what we have here? And we don't need to – I think we buy in on the fact that he appears to be healthy and we don't push him too hard. But if we can lessen the burden on his shoulders by equivalent, by acquiring some real guys and just let him be a piece, we really could be – we really could be something special because nobody else has this piece. There's pieces uh, I, in the league, the Giannis's, Jokic's, right. and it's like, yo, you got one of the pieces, dude. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I think Wimby is going to – I agree with you in terms of his second year. Wimby is probably going to dominate first year Wimby. But the, the thing with him, I, I tweeted it today, especially – for me, if I'm San Antonio, I was with you up until game one of Summer League. And I know people are going to say you're overreacting probably too. And I told everybody else not to overreact. Game one for me – told me that Wimby needs this to be built around him, you're one. That's what it told me. It told me that Victor Wimbayama can quickly become a role player that gives you 12 and 8. And that may be helpful, but it's not what we expect from the number one overall pick in this year's draft. So for me, after seeing the way he kind of hesitated and he was able to be passive – I don't want him to have a not that you would get one, but I'm gonna name some names. I don't want him to have a Jimmy Buck. I don't want him to have uh hell, who who else? I don't want him to have a Jordan Clark. Mm. I don't want him to have a Colin Sexton. This is you. We move the way you move. So when that confidence that he has is gonna or that confidence is actually gonna elevate and is gonna take him to the next level in that in the year two, now in year two. Maybe I'll go out and maybe I'll try to go get a Jalen Suggs. Maybe I'll go try to see if I can go make a move with Orlando, go get one of these young guards, add him with you. Maybe yeah. I'll go out and try to get Markel Fultz by the trade deadline this year. Who Love knows? Markel. Yeah. Who knows what I do? But when I, I need I, to figure out, I need to see what you need. I got we I gotta figure. To, yeah. Not even that. I need to see what bigger than what you need, because it's probably com it's probably common sense as to what he needs. I need to know that if I need you to take 18 shots a game, you're gonna take 18 shots a game. That's what I need to man it's a that's a wonderful thing that we'll get to watch this year bro like and just see and if, you know, I'm, if I'm, I, I give him the green light 
Go. Dude, by all means. And we've and stints of what he's done in his game so far, it's you know, just running things down. He, you know, he catches the ball in post, he's got the putbacks, he's got the ridiculous blocks. He, you know, he's got just the contests, rim protection. He's got some transition handling, which the rest of the team, of course, it's not beyond his means, but the rest of the team isn't like coming to get the ball from him. Like it's we're we're rolling. Like it's we've seen threes. We've seen, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, like just yeah, but keep keep trying, bro. Like we're down to see what's happening. We don't need to rush it either. And that yeah, so five year window, but they know by yo, by year two, three, stop mm-hmm. it. Stop yeah. it. We're not playing. By year two, three, we're look we're looking we're at not playing. next to you and we're ready to go. Yeah, we're not we're playing. Yeah. We and, and that's the thing. So yeah, Antonio Smart, we're not telling them what to do, bro. We're not. They're already ahead of us. They're they're three steps ahead of us. You said it earlier. The the winning, the most the winningest thing rather that this pro that this franchise has done already, you talked about it. All hands on deck. I love the fact that Tony Parker's talking to him. I love the fact that David Robinson's talking to him. I love the fact that Mario Ellie's talking to him. I love the fact that, like, what are we what are we doing right now? I didn't mention Manu. I didn't mention Tim Duncan. Like, they all put the work in. And San Antonio's very endearing. It's and I said very... Mario Elliott. Is it Sean Elliott? I, ne- I might have yeah. yeah, Sean Elliott. Uh, and, and there's, you know, everybody. Uh, it's crazy, man. And I'm... <sighs> You know that that's that's definitely going to have our attention. We are talk about Chet a little more. You got to see some Chet. Yeah, man, I did. Chet is th- this is what I'll say. Everybody thought that I didn't like Chet two years ago because I was saying Chet was going to struggle in year one. Now everybody's going to think I've had the ultimate like change of heart, but no, everybody's going to argue that this is year one. This is year two for Chet. And this is what I expected him to look like this year. But I expected him to go through the ringer last year. What I see is exactly what you're predicting for Wimby. I see somebody who has grown into his grown man body. And the sad part is he's not done. He's not done growing. Like, that's the scary part. So he's going to fill out. He has the defensive uh, ability. That hasn't gone anywhere. I think the the bigger thing with him, and this is the scarier part, remember how I just said that Wimby can give you 12 and 8? And you'll and you'll probably feel away. You're like, okay, I need more from you. Let Chet Holmgren give you twelve and eight right now for OKC. It's the cherry on top of what they of what they need per se. I don't know, man. And I think we we probably both think he'll get a little more than that. And, yeah, I think so too. I think he'll yeah. average a double double. But let's say he doesn't even touch seventeen points. Let's say he has right. fifteen. And, let's say he has fifteen on eleven. OKC is undoubtedly a playoff team. Yeah, that's the beauty. It's like they don't need him to do more than that. They just, yeah, insert here. Like it's it's gonna work. Um, yeah, and he he he'll have the uh he'll have the redshirt year of you know Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons and you know a lot of guys you know Zion Williamson when he saw for twenty five games you know Joel Embiid when he had a rookie stretch after like two years however long it was like. Where it's like, oh my God, this looks great. So hey, if if that were to happen, it, it's happened before with some second year guys, but in flashes, you know, I, I'm I'm upside on Chet as well. No, this is your show, but I got a question for you. Who? Give me your final three. Give me your three finalists for Rookie of the Year. Mm. Mm. Well, what I'm keeping in mind when it comes to the award process and predictions and 
you know, I look at, you know, I like to wager recreationally and looking at odds because odds are just another like, you know, reset research asset rubric kind of to go off of, you know, general consensus and perception Um, that you got to play 65 games this year coming up. And that's going to determine who's who's getting it. I would probably bet on Scoop first. Wimby second, Chet third. Honorable mention to anybody. Uh, no, nah, I don't come down to one of them. I do like Anthony Black. I I like Anthony Black. Yeah, he he's been um, I didn't know he was like a you know. I, I, did, I wasn't as familiar with this game. I'm a little more familiar now, and and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of nice. But um, it's a big Keontae, time. Keontae George went crazy as well. And Chuck texted me that if he goes five for five, he's going to get on here, and maybe I just jinxed him. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> you probably did. But I'm, you know, take that as what that means is that he, it's you know, he still is looking good. He wouldn't have said that for no reason. Um, but he was one of the guys. Um, Jalen Hushfino was one of the guys. I hope I I haven't. He didn't confirm. He didn't respond to me with what the five was though. So he, he gave me. He gave. He gave us a lot. I, I can't. I can't. That's up in the air still. But I I would. You know, Wimby's probably going to get it. But I hey, he might not play sixty five games. And I think Scoot is ready. I think Scoot's ready to do it. Let's tango. I'm going for twenty a night. I think Scoot looks the best. I, I don't I, – I I know Chet is going to be in that top three. I think Scoot is going to be in that top three too. But when you mention the 65 games, I don't know, man. I think with the way that Scoot plays, and I'm not wishing nothing on my young brother by no means. I cover we always. Night. We always. Yeah, man. I, I've mentioned it for a while. They, I watched them beat the hell out of school through a full G League season. I watched it. I watched it front row. This NBA season, he's going to get knocked to the floor a lot. And I don't think he's going to miss a lot of games. Like, I don't think he's going to miss a lot more, for instance, to, to, to not make the 65. But if he plays 62, miss 20, it wouldn't shock me. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, right, I, right, right. I, think, I think Chet ends up higher. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're saying this too because uh in some conversation you know every you know a lot of people love Scoot and I think we had a unique perspective getting being so close to G League Ignite as we are and knowing that hey it wasn't all roses while he was there just saying that you know putting it that way like and that you know does it mean nothing was it just throw you know it it kind of was halfway through it was like all right well let's you know let's kind of write this out at, at you know at ignite but he has he does have a play style that is reminiscent of you know Derrick Rose um a I mean Derrick Rose is kind of the 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 comp the comp to make John Morant plays kind of as not the same at all but like he's another I guy where it's like he's gonna good. he's gonna throw himself at the other team yeah, I, I see. I see OKC Russ. I see somebody who is going yeah. downhill. Even a lot of his passes that he'll probably make it'll probably be going downhill. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I, I think this will be his team. I know you mentioned Dame earlier. I, I think a lot of people in Portland. I haven't talked to anybody in Portland specifically, but uh, I have talked around. And the last, I don't want to say straw, but the last confirmation 
was, yes, we understand Dame is a superstar. Yes, we understand Dame axed out. Yes, we understand that he wants to go to Miami. We have to find the best trade attribute or the, or the, or the trade that fits where we, where we want to do. Everything boiled down to what Scoop looked like on that court. If Scoop didn't look right, sorry, Dane, we're going to try to work this out. We're going to try to figure this out. I think with Scoop right. looking at what he did yesterday, right. we're going to be smart. Now, now they'll give Dane what he wants, and they probably will send him to send him to Miami. Because of that, they will get a third team, maybe even a fourth team in Brawl. What's spicy, I don't know, maybe on the lowest of keys, but it's another thread over there in Portland that where I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Dame's out of there. Scoot's not wearing double, Scoot's not wearing number double zero next to Dame out there as number zero. No, Dame's <laughs> gone. Dame's gone. This was at a press conference right after the draft. I kid you not. I saw the double zero. I was like, oh, Dame's not coming back. I'll tell you when I knew Dame wasn't coming back. And I told Dave McMenamin this. Shout out to Dave. I told Dave, I understand that it's our job to ask these questions and things of that nature. But the moment that they made Scoop make his pitch to Dame, I said, y'all jinx Colin with that last time. I was like, y'all see, remember that. So as soon as they made Colin Sexton make his pitch to LeBron to stay in Cleveland, I was like, yeah, buddy, this ain't going this ain't gonna go the way y'all think it is. That's Same another kiss of death. Said. I was like, yeah, y'all just jinx Portland. Thanks for that. <laughs> kiss of death. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I think we both like Scoot, though. I think we like Scoot the player Definitely. a lot, and it, there's a lot to like there. He, he, he's he got some seasoning uh, physically, and, you know, in between, he's got some – he's got jumpers to him. You know, he's got a mid-range game. And hopefully the right personnel is going to let him know, hey, buddy, let's get these floaters going. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, let's get this, you know, pick and roll. Let's slow it down. You know, let's learn how to ease off the gas pedal and – that's going to be to everybody's, you know, betterment longer, long-term. And this is a throwaway year for Portland, but I didn't think that they would be able that they would be interested in keeping Simons. What I think about it is now is like, yeah, no, they can keep Simons because they'll be, uh, they'll be competitive, you know, between with a backcourt of him, Simons, you got Sharp taking shots and Jeremy Grant taking shots. You know what? <clears throat> and this is just a name that came to mind. Jeremy's there. Yes. And we understand that. I know Daryl Morey has been asking for a lot. However, if I'm Portland, I'm making a phone call about Tobias Harris. For I'm I'm seeing what they this want. Is, this is go get them. Yeah, they got they got space. I'm seeing yeah. what you want because obviously you would have to give up a body if not two bodies for it. But that's fine if you're replacing it with Tobias Harris. Nine times out of ten is better than what you got already anyway. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Uh. I don't know why Philadelphia gave away Thibel. I like Thibel. I got stock in Thibel still. I got big stock. I'm gonna double down. Yeah. Um, and and I and I can almost completely forgot about Thibel. He was there tonight, so that may be a reason why you don't go get Tobias. But I mean, Thibel. No, I'm, I'm just thinking of that deal. I'm like, yeah. How, I'm like, how do we get that done? And I'm like, that's right. Philly Garrity gave them Thibel as well. Like, we. However, he got there. He might have been a three teamer. Anyway. Yeah. No, nah, man. It's a lot. What what else has been happening? Anything? Is there any other highlights that you had from summer league? Um, I'm gonna see if I can go like rapid fire for you. Uh, Chet Holmgren's ready. Uh, Jabari Smith has probably made the biggest jump from year one to year two. Uh, just what it looks like on paper. Um, 
all you pundits and scouts and analysts that said that Cam Whitmore, and we, we should all be worried about Cam Whitmore. You, you guys are going to regret that for the next 12 years. Um, I'm very glad he didn't land. I'm very glad Miami took Hawkins instead. Cause that's, I felt like if he went to Miami, oh my, you just literally gave Jimmy Butler a pupil. And <laughs> thankfully it didn't happen. But <laughs> Jaime, Jaime could be, I don't know. I think we like both like Jaime's as well. Hey, absolutely. So, like, uh, to be honest with you, Case and Wallace can shoot the hell out of the ball. I love, I, I like Case and Wallace a lot, bro. A yeah, lot. It says yeah. a lot when you average two and a half steals, three steals in college. Absolutely. The problem but, is, though, and he, he's going to compete with Terrence, or excuse me, he's going to compete with Trey Mann for minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I just don't know how much we see him this year. He'll have to, you know, we'll have to watch his minutes for sure in, in rotation, but it, it's one Put where, him in a G League and let him do what, G -Day Day, what J.D. Davison did last year. Let him torch the G League and make him put you in a Jaden Hardy situation where you got to create room for him. Yeah. Since we got him in, in, in conversation, yeah, I, I like Case and Wallace. I liken him to a uh, Davion Mitchell, but I like him even more, and he's younger, and he has more, you know, he's more, he's more, he's much more of a body that I want on my team. And, you know, he's going to guard. Oh, man. Davion Mitchell, he was four inches taller. Bigger. That's what I was about to say. And, Absolutely. And younger. And it's like with more However, game. But I, I think, he, he can I pick up they, like that. I think Mitchell has has a dog in him more than they, more than uh, Kaysen does. Right. You, you would and, want that. And I think that's even with without the four inches. It's like Draymond. I know a lot of people are looking at the potential Warrior lineup for this year. And they're saying Draymond at the five won't work. I don't know who thinks it won't work. Like, as long as Draymond got that dog in him, him being 6'6", six, six don't matter. Yeah. I don't know about Golden State right now, but I don't, I just, I just don't know about that team. I'm just waiting to see it. I'm like, what, what literally, what the hell is this? Like really? I said the same thing. I said the same thing with KD because it made no sense in my head. I was like, it's, it's going to be too fluid. And then I saw it and was like, it's too, it's too fluid. This is beautiful basketball. I think they'll find a way to make it work, though. They they always do. Of course, of course. And it's, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Bro, there's a lot to be excited about. I'll put it this way. If if Steph Curry had no problem taking a back seat to letting Jordan Poole initiate the offense, he's not going to do it with Chris Paul. He has no problem with it, trust me. Oh, dude, it's going to be beautiful. And if That's you see my average Steph, 35 this year. If you see Steph, Steph looks – he looks about 15 to 20 pounds heavier than he did – seven years ago let's just say and that means that hey he can play the two if you want to play the two he can easily play the two today and he stepped up his defense and you're putting you're putting twos and threes like jimmy butler on him anyway right so what he, would it make? in yeah man why we gotta talk about all these very competitive western conference teams you started is i gotta worry about san antonio Creeping and winning the damn NBA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd, be good that'd be good to see. We'll have to talk some more on summer league, man. I think that that was that was about it. That was about it for for me, just because I know I got to sit down and ingest it some more. But yeah, I, I, it was what you know, it was another good one, and it's still going, of course, by all means. I feel like I'm missing out, but I, I'm glad to hear that you, you on the ground and just you know picking up everything still. Most definitely. And like like we said before, too, we know how uh, summer league runs and things of that nature, but we know how the first weekend typically is. But you, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'll catch 
a day of action, if not more. I'm not worried about that. Trust me. Yeah, that that as well. It's just, it was his first three days, and uh, one you know one reason I I didn't slide this weekend was because I went to NBA Con. Yeah, man. Slid to uh NBA Con. Like I said, was lost in Mandalay Bay. Took me. 45 minutes longer than I thought I was going to get there at looked at my little schedule for the day with notifications like well I ain't I ain't gonna be there for that <laughs> but no man what I would say about VACOM was that you got to see it you got a preview you got to put the ring on bro I'm mad about that yeah they uh shout out to Jason of Beverly Hills they had a couple of reps oh. up here. yeah man Jesse and Brandon uh shout out to both of those gentlemen uh, we went in on Thursday for the sneak peek. And for anybody who knows me, I know you know for a fact, anytime a championship ring comes out, I'm one of those people that I want to know every little detail of it. And I think let I me see. On, let me see what's yeah, in there. I think I said it on the last radio show. I know that New England's ring against the Falcons, it has 283 diamonds. That I pay attention to small stuff like that. Like I, I like the, the the small details in every ring. And when I got there, uh they were showing somebody one of them. And obviously I, I went over and I looked at it. it might have been Golden State's 2022 ring. And I looked at it and I, I instantly saw the bubble ring. That's what I wanted to see. And I yeah. was like, I can I see that bubble ring? And they were like, Yeah, we're not gonna take it out the rest of the weekend. So I guess we could do it for you guys. So once we did that, like they, they all they did was take the take the glass cover off. So when you see that, it's like, so do I do I reach in and grab this? And another another great question. Yeah, I just wanted to know. Like another dude, great question. Hey, can we see that one? <laughs> I mean, because I tell you guys all the time, the word my dad taught me at a young age. Like this works in women. This works with business. This works in everything in life. You ask for what you want in life. That you just ask. Like ask and see what happens. And sure enough, they were super dope about it. They 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 let us grab it, and I think that actually the the Laker bubble ring was Troy Daniels' ring. And that was, I was looking at the video earlier and I put it on and I think I had questions about which ring possibly cost the most with, with, with the material that went into it, which I asked their favorite rings, things like that. But you kind of talked about it, seeing Kobe's two last rings, not his physical ring, but seeing the ring that he was a part of seeing all four Golden State rings, that Milwaukee ring is stupid. No, dude, the the first, the first Laker, the 09 ring had like, you know what I mean? It was a ring. And then the O10 ring had two uh Stanley O'Brien tro- uh, had two Larry O'Brien, O'Brien. trophies, Larry O'Brien trophies on it. Look at me. Look at look at the hockey nerd in me, bro. Yeah, Stanley. Oh, I, heard Stanley, Stanley I heard Stanley come I out. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> and I knew it was wrong. Look at me, bro. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh it had two Larry OBs on the 2010 ring. And it was like, yes, sir. Like, you know what I mean? But seeing uh, those warrior rings in person, like seeing seeing the the, the blue backdrop change, I did wall. not need to see all four Warriors rings. I did, I, I never needed to walk on the carpet with all four <laughs> of them and just be reminded that they got all four of those when they but got them and like, how they got them. You didn't like the course. evolution of it, like yes, because on top of that, that 09 ring. All right, let's just timeline. Look at this yep. one, and then for me, that Milwaukee one was incredible, low key. Because it had the engra- man, it had the engraving on the inside of the of, you know the 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 wraparound, and um, you look at that 2009 ring, and you look at that 2021 2022 ring, and it's like, oh y'all going crazy Those are the ones. right now, bro. Those are the ones. Like, and are- on top of that, 
Jason of Beverly Hills just secured a deal with the Denver Nuggets, and they secured a deal with our Vegas Golden Knights. So they also have the oh, NBA boy. Ring. Oh, boy. Ring night is going to go crazy. That's for sure. That's yeah, another. Absolutely. That's a man. And wait, True. real quick, too. Going back to that Bucks ring, I don't know if you know, but on the side where it says Fear the Deer and on the other side where it says Bucks and Six, I don't know if you know, but those are two buttons on there. You can push those buttons. Oh, my it Lord. Takes off the face of the ring. And it goes on a chain. Oh it, my lord! So it drops down to where you have a little locket, and you can put it on the chain. The only thing you got to go get is your own chain. God, and that's that's what's up because you you had a real intimate like a media experience, you know, appearance to where you didn't kind of have the hustle and bustle. Right. You did you, so you didn't slide any time after that, did you? I know you were busy. You were heavy. You were heavy summer league this week. No, I'm gonna be right. honest with you, dog. Today was supposed to be the day. Today was supposed to be the day I was supposed to go back and. It, but it how could you? How could you pass? On on the Wimby second game, I'm sure you're not trading it. You know what yeah, I mean? Nah, nah. And so I saw it full swing, hustle and bustle. And um, I went pretty much dolo. Um, shout out to Chris Matthews, my sports director. Shout out to Joey Graziano, um, the pretty much you know brain child behind what NBA Con turned out to be. Uh, he did an interview and, you know, I got some tickets that way and just was like, all right, I'm just going to go, go check it out. Go check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I, I don't know, who, you know, who's going per se. I not really going to cover it, not really going, you know, to do, I just go check it out. I don't really go to sneaker con, which was ironically next door. Like I said, I don't go to many festivals right now. You know what I mean? Like, we we've all been our fair share. Um, so I was like, this is, you know, target, this is up my alley. And I thought that it was a good plan, good idea that, that was executed well. And I had fun there. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I, I just kind of roamed. I, I I was roaming and I wanted to be in spot and place for that Adam Silver segment. Didn't realize it would be a part of the live broadcast audience yeah man <laughs> and it was like whoa, 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 whoa do you have look, look what we have here <laughs> you're in the middle of it whether you knew you was in the middle of it or not you were and to be honest with you when i went on thursday i'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely honest because you know i don't like crowds i am <clears throat> you're like cool that was for me yeah I, I was appreciative of it but it was half and half because every booth wasn't man so for instance the free and easy booth I wanted to know more about the material there, but there was nobody Man. there. Shout out to so, those! Shout out to those ladies. I, I, I checked them out. They had some skateboard decks. Cops caught the hat. Shout, you know, perfect example. Shout out to the folks that uh, play as culture. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, you know it's funny. Player Association. I was looking at them too. Is that the one you're talking about? It might even be player style. I'm not even going to do this right now. I got the bag right here. Hold on. No, no worries. Go get that. While you do that, I will mention. Uh, just all the different booths. Like when I went on Thursday, I was more so worried that fans would go during the weekend and they would feel away because I felt like fans are probably feel away because they didn't get to see everything. Obviously, as media, they set it up to where we they made sure we would see everything. But at the end of the day, I wanted everybody else, the paying public, to get the chance to experience everything because seeing it on Thursday without anybody in there, 
it was literally a basketball carnival. And I yes. had the time of my life there. I yes. they, they opened it up for like three hours for media. And I literally was telling my friends before I went, I'm not going to spend three hours there. I'll be done in less than an hour. I spent three hours there. Dude, <laughs> I, I saw a coworker and um, it was, um, it was like, I don't know. I was making my way out, to be honest. I could have stayed for two chains. I was like, bro, I'm gonna get on out of here. Like, I watched Blast from a distance. You know, shout out to Blast. Blast is also in Vegas every weekend. You know, what I'm saying that that Blast is Blast is available. <laughs> shout out to Blast though, because you're doing it, bro. That brother's yeah, bro, definitely yeah. doing it. Um, and that's a Vegas. That's a Vegas joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I saw saw the homie. He was like, "Oh, but how long you been here?" I was like, "Oh, since like." 233 he was like damn <laughs> i was like yeah yeah yeah, seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. i've been kicking it bro i've been really posted man and and i want to do this justice on there because we saw it so we're talking with this mutual understanding of what was there i, I just listed out what was there so that way we can kind of recap it um I, it was a 2k neighborhood brought to life and if you play these recent 2ks they've been going all out with the with the neighborhood like it is a neighborhood for real but um you walk in and all the streets you walk in and turn the streets have names it's like you know <laughs> bounce drive or something bring it back like dish it drive and like uh it, it was funny lob city way or something like that um they had the nba convo stage which was an auditorium like small auditorium kind of vibe um not auditorium because it was more intimate than that it, it was like you know just you know individual seats where they had sessions with different almost guests. Like, almost like a small theater. Yes, theater is a good way to say it. Um, they had the stage, which was had curtains covering it, and they rolled the curtains up, and folks ran. Like, it was uh, Astro World, like, to get to the front. And I'm like, yo, look at this. Like, I didn't know if I was standing in line. And then I realized, I was like, oh, they're just going to lift it, then it's go time after that. Like, they're just shut, they're just closing it off until it's ready um i'm like oh wow okay saw that was not ready for that <laughs> um but the stage that's where they held the in-season tournament announcement special aired on nba tv espn um and where blast later performed two chains later performed um they had the main court you walk in first you see dead in front of you a, a main you know court with bleachers like the drew league and some and some summer league teams came in and practiced there. You know, they had some other little events there scheduled throughout the every day. Every day had a schedule. You know, you knew what was happening when and you could kind of plan it out. That's why I like to say that it was executed well. Like I knew I knew what was happening like there, like and if I, what I wanted to do if I could. This NBA ID thing, I couldn't make it. The line was ridiculous. Okay. And it had the customization. Did you get to see that? I did. That was actually the first Did you get stop. to do it? Yeah, when we walked in, they gave us a couple. I of wanted to, bro. It was OD, and it was not moving. It was well. What they did, they did. Uh, they were doing t-shirts, crossbody bags, and I forgot the third thing. But uh, when we walked in for media, they gave us all the crossbody bag and let us let us kind of pick what we wanted. Uh, I went generic. I went the summer league logo. I went the Larry Ob, and I went. Uh, what else did I do? I did the. Um, the summer league logo. I did, oh, I did NBA con. I did the NBA con logo. 
So I got yeah. my karate bag in there. They gave us a shirt, but yeah, that that was that was definitely an experience. The lob was in there though, so I, I was hoping you would go in just to see the lob. Dude, trust and it was it was insane. You weren't making it in that. Like they they knew you could see the workers in the back of it. Like yo, we these folks not getting in here. Like and <laughs> it's like you know folks wanted to ask questions and stuff. But it's like that was one of the real elements of like hey, this is busting. We who knew it was gonna be like this? Exactly. Um, and. I want one of those bags. Trust and believe I cop the tea to to fill the void. <laughs> um, and that was a dope stage. They had all these, you got the you got the 360 degree slow-mo panorama panoramic picture 4D. Oh, I, I thought about doing one of those, didn't do it. They had temporary. Did it, did it. I bro, I know, I know. Did I was it, like, did. damn, I didn't I didn't know I was gonna go and have to put myself out and be willing to put myself out there to do so much fun stuff. I was like, bro. That was like I had, so, I had to shoot the 20 foot shot. I didn't do that. So I had to shoot that. that. Like when I walked in, I did the NBA ID. And then when I was leaving, one of the ladies at the AT&T Fit Cam was like, you want to hop in? And I was like, all right. And that's what's wrong with men now. Cause I didn't even know what it was. And I was right. like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> she, put, she put me in front of that camera, dog. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, you know what I mean? The and other gentleman was swing. like, you want a basketball? I was like, yeah, a little bit, kind of. If you don't know, and that's what they were doing during the show. And that's why I'm seeing, I'm like, this is hard. They were playing like different music in that section at the time. I was like, this is hard. I want to do it. Do I got 30 minutes to allocate <laughs> to make sure I still do this or do I got not even that it was like maybe like 15 like I was like did I do I do it and then I stand here and do it. what move am I doing with the ball during the picture if you haven't seen Terrell's shot do it for reference and and give it a double tap <laughs> <laughs> Please but do. Please that do. was just one element bro we had then that was the main court they had courts galore they had courts if you wanted to go shoot i guess if you, you could bring you could have brought a basketball they had courts they had times they had lines the kids courts were dope they had multiple kids courts some on a 360 turnaround some were at duncan level i'm like this is hard like bash gonna tear this up in two years exactly <laughs> he gonna exactly. go crazy in here and bash is the big boy bash might be able to do it let me go crazy uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might be able to I would be it. holding him back by all means. Um, I was like, this is hard. They had another little playground, you know, kind of set up all the little top shots, you know, pop-up buckets, scoop. They had a little cabana sections to where if you didn't want to sit in the theater or you could they aired, they aired summer league in between, you could post up with a Starbucks. They had freaking bro, the drip section was crazy. So I so did you yeah. kind of get to see that since Without uh, before they were all set up, bro, the drip sections were crazy. It was it was some pieces. Yeah, man, I, I think you actually got the full like the full to intake. Yeah, I, I think they were still putting up some boosts when we were there. But shout out to Bleacher Report, they had a really really dope uh, setup. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a person who collects vinyls. They had I'm, a record. They had a record pop. I'm like, whose record pop? Yeah, this? I'm looking behind me because right behind me I have Victory Lap and KOD on vinyl, and those are sitting right behind me. I don't know what else is behind there, but I see those too. Uh, I know I got good kid Mad City over there, but I, I'm a I'm a vinyl collector. So yeah. I say that to say, see, that I spent the most time at the ring display and at the records. I was at the records like, Man. are y'all gonna sell these or are these just in here? Because I want all of these. Were they were for sale? Were they not? I, I'm gonna be honest, they wasn't selling to us then anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, I, I 
I saw that and appreciated it. Shout out to Tito. I got a Playboy Cardi on vinyl. You know, if you know, if you know me, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, Bleach Report had a dope had a dope booth, man. But it was mad ones. It was black. It was black culture ones, HBCU ones. It was you know women owned. It was minority owned. It was you know individual, and it was like good. It was it was hard. It was hardy, bro. I was like, oh, this is nice. I feel I mean, like I'm at a like I'm at a real high culture swap meet. This is the le- that's exactly what it felt like. The, it, it it felt like if but at the same time too, this league has given us every indication that none of these leagues get it right. But yeah. this is by far the closest league to it. They this is by far the closest league to it. And situations like this prove it. I mean, like the hoop bus. Like if you're a hoops fan, it had the hoop bus right dog, next to it, dog. What? <laughs> like seeing the hoop bus in real life was. That was a, that was a game to me. Like that was a video game to me. Like when I was able to hop on the hoop bus, it's like this is real life. Like y'all drive yeah. around and just throw basketballs to people. Like this is yeah, this- nah, man. And seeing how yeah, so getting to see how engaged the kids were, the families were, the solo folks were, the hoopers. You seeing whole AAU teams pull up. You know what I mean? Kids with the jerseys around their neck. I'm like, this is dope. They had video game booths set up. They had 2K running. I hopped in the car and did the F1 23 around the, the okay. Vegas Grand Prix track. I did do that before I left. I was like, it's only two people over there. How was that? Oh, bro. I, of course, I had to hop on the demo after the fool in front of me got first place. It made it look Ooh. mad easy. <laughs> and then I got, I'm like, all right, great. I got to follow this guy up. And, uh, it's intense, bro. It's intense. You know what I mean? You got to you gotta lock in. And, you know, I know that there was more to it than I was going to get from the three laps, but it's a lot. And it was a good, like, feel. It was – I'm trying – I'm building the F1 hype beast for sure. And for sure. I know I'm, I'm – the video games are kind of going crazy right now. But that game's on the list. There's an AEW game on the list. Madden 2K's on the list. UFC's on the list. It's getting yeah. crazy right now. Who knew it would get like this? But – yeah, no, man. So that was a cool experience. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to try this now because I probably want, I want to cop and I'm probably not. So let me see what it's talking about in, in the whole race car joint. Yep. <laughs> it was dope, man. It was dope. And this is something that they could take on the road. They can do this in any city. But it being a part of this where all the venue is and attraction and announcement making and moves and appearances, this is going to be a Vegas staple. And if this is a rolling loud, this is going to be the, the trademark one every year. So I'll say this. Not going to- anywhere. I completely agree with you. I'm going to tell you, and I haven't talked to any, well, I haven't gotten any confirmation from anybody, but I have talked to people. And I said that the league has a brilliant opportunity to do this twice a year, every year in Vegas for summer league. And you got to do it for all-star weekend. And it's done. Oh, why not, bro? Absolutely. Why not? That's how, bro. And that's what made it cool, man. We're kind of, we're, we're, we have a good Vegas stamp. At this point, we both been out here for five, six years. You know what I mean? Going on, whatever. And it's like, it was dope because now I cover news and local and everything. It's like, I'm seeing the, this was a local spotlight and a TV, you know, app, you know, so, social media, like folks flew in for it. I can tell I was standing right next to some folks, folks who were speaking several different languages, like throughout the I was about to say It's an international thing that was brought to them for sure. And so it was dope, man. It, it was dope. And, uh, you know, add it to the list of, of things to do. And I agree with you. That's, that's a great, that's a great idea. We didn't get to talk about the cup. I like the cup. I love the idea. I, I'm be I, honest, bro. I know it, it might is. take a second. I don't know what it is. I'll just, I'll <laughs> I was here this. this weekend and I still don't know what it is. 
I'll say I'll say that Adam Silver had a good line that you know new traditions take time. So let's not you know be surprised if it feels weird or if we're su- caught by surprise that we really enjoyed it because you know we're also new to cup culture we're getting a taste of cup culture with stanley cup and what that does and it's like reggie uh R- richard, richard jefferson had the next best line at the end of the broadcast when he said oh there's gonna be some drinks flowing out of that out of that cup soon <laughs> and it's like hey that's gonna be dope see your team flex with it why i think that it's just cool regardless is like that it's maximizing the regular season. People, you know, complain that you don't need to pay attention to the first three, four months until after Christmas anyway. It was like, all right, look, we're going to put something on the line before that to where when the season starts, you're kind of going to be a little jazzed already because something's kind of in the near future, some kind of prize. I don't know if you've heard the snippet from the Jeff Teague podcast where shout out to Jeff Teague who's doing his thing. (laughs) But he said, uh, he asked the guys, he was like, fellas, what y'all want? A max contract or a ring, if you had to choose either one. Ooh. And they all kind of threw their answers out there. Jeff T, but the the overwhelming majority was, Ooh, I want a max contract. Stop playing with me. <laughs> There's 500K on the line. That's an incentive individually. But if not, is winning just not the incentive? Like, you just cool with, you know, once it gets there, because it's like, all right, well, now let's win this. From a player evaluation side, you're getting a taste earlier in the season of, hmm, how did so-and-so perform in this little closeout of this Final Four? How did, you know, did he look ready to to kind of play with a little taste of pressure in the spotlight? You know, neutral site? And, you know, first of it's kind of like wants to host a tro- like hoist a trophy. Like, what does this look like? And how will this be remembered? Be, I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> Growing up a traditional Pacer fan, I think it would be dope to see teams like Indiana and Portland and Memphis hoist the trophy because that's probably the only one that they will hoist. So, right. The, I think hey, it's the, cool for that perspective. The Larry OB is hard to get. That's why it does have the prestige. You know what I mean? And I don't think that this will water that down. I like that. It In the bracket and seating of this, how they described it, your, la- your last season's record factors into the initial – uh pools grouping right okay. i like that aspect of like hey you don't get to just take that season off and think that you you know it never existed hey buddy here you go <laughs> and it, like you said it won't matter because that's not the big that's not the end of the goal you know right end of the day but you know it's competing with nfl and college football and starting college basketball and the major league baseball like play up postseason like it's at a time where it's like, all right, this is going to be cool. They said the games will be on Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm like, this isn't going to be bad. Like, and it'll at least, you know, give us more of a reason to kind of see what's going on at that time of the season. And if you're a team that's maximizing what you can do for that year, you're going to take it. Not different than you would any other game because you're approaching that next game mentality. Um, but it's something that you'll try to maximize and, you know, I mean, and at the end of the day, any anything like that, it is what you make it, right? And yeah. I watched Taylor Jenkins take summer league hella serious three years ago. I watched it. I watched it with my own eyes. He was coaching like his life depended on it in the playoffs. Willie Green did the same thing two years ago. Yeah. Those guys carried that into the regular season, and they had successful season. So – Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is a good thing if if a team like uh uh give me a middle of the road team, give me an OKC. Let's say an OKC, yeah, New team. Orleans, New Orleans. Maybe you're a Final Four team and you don't win it, 
But now you're going into the new year like, hey, dog, we it's were not even, final yeah, 14. It's not even the all-star break. And you're like, hold on. Nah, I know we're not tripping. Like, you know what I mean? We've seen the Commissioner's Cup in the WNBA. It ain't bad. The Aces won it last year. The Commissioner's Cup they won the championship. shows you who's going to be in the finals. It was a preview of the finals last year in the WNBA. And the same result. <laughs> but maybe it wasn't, actually. I can't remember. No, it was Chicago. I was about to say it was a preview. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, actually. But we thought um, it was going to be fun. But right, and it's dope. Because then sometimes, you know, we wanted to see. Say we just saw, it was 2008. And we had Kobe and LeBron in the, you know, NBA Cup. Right, exactly. And it's East versus West until the fight until the bracket's done at the end. And in the NBA, we used to give home court advantage to teams for winning their division in the top three, even if you didn't have a top three record. Divisions have pretty much faded away, except that's what your schedule is based around now. Now it's like, all right, here we go. We got to play Golden State. Like, Lakers, like, why do we got to play this game against? I think the Phoenix is in the Lakers bracket. It's like, now, you know. If, you know, the Suns win, everybody's going, you know, Phoenix has the title in this season-long battle, and this is how they came out of their little pool or whatever. And we know the NBA is the number one league with the drama and storylines and just day-to-day chit-chatter. This is going to add to it. For sure. We'll enjoy it. There's more storylines. That's all it is. More stuff for us to watch. More stuff for us to tune into. More it's stuff coming- for us to give up. And Adam Silver, you know, he he's going steady with Las Vegas, but Adam Silver, go ahead and, you know, put a ring on it. Give us a team. Like, we, we know you dig it out here. You're showing it. Give us the draft at least two, maybe. I don't know if we had the NBA draft out here in a while, but it's like, we know you like it out here, Adam. Come on. Give us a team. Stop playing. 2026. 2026. Stadium's in the work. You know. That already be it. I, Oaks Oaks View Group is on my notes. <laughs> we got there are neighbors, by the way. What you mean? There are neighbors in the new studio building. They're downstairs. <laughs> wow. I uh, that 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 was a bomb that just was dropped on air that you guys probably won't even you guys won't even understand right now. Um <laughs> We'll just kind of bounce from that to some things I want to just rapid fire with before we wrap this recording up. Because as we were going, I'm like, man, there's so much I still kind of want to get in with you on this episode. Um, but you gotta for the next one, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, one is now, man. You know, elaborate on talk that talk, man. And because th- this is a this podcast, the Hoop University is a is a you know is a talk that talk media company you know also production as well like you know this this falls under the umbrella so go ahead and mention you know introduce that for the folks and 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 shine some light on it yeah man uh talk that talk originally it, it started out uh with the radio show it started out with the radio show i didn't even have a name originally so shout out to my guy 2k1g shout out to my guy taekwon uh taekwon griffin from high school um yeah man i actually had him do our theme song when we first started up at unlv and i told him i wanted uh a a certain type of energy to and and he definitely provided a certain i'll take that back this was at cerritos uh we were at cerritos and i was getting ready to do this show and i told him i wanted some sort of energy and sure enough man that's kind of what he what he came back with i didn't think he was gonna have any any rapping on it per se 
but he did yeah. with a full song. It was it was, it was <laughs> L.A. Like, inspired. So yeah, yeah, man. It was it was some Clayton Kershaw bars in there. It was some kind. It was some uh, Kobe bars in there. I, I, can I get that on my phone? Is there any way for me to just get that track on my phone? Uh, I think it's in my email. I can send it to All you. Right, please, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know the words to it. Trust me, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's a it's a classic record. Like I tell them all the time, it's a classic record. It it, it gave us the name Talk That Talk. I didn't have an, an idea for it originally, and that's what it started as. It started as a radio show originally. Shadow Box. Yeah, man. It started as an as a, as a as a radio show, and then when I got to 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 college, and I met a lot of like minded people at UNLV, yourself being one of them. I mean, I kind of just started to just see how how people work individually, and once I saw how different groups and different people worked individually, I knew what I wanted to do. I I knew the goal and the route that I was taking. Um, I have no problem pointing to these people, but I look at I look at the ringer. I look at the athletic, I look at the undefeated, I look at things like that, and they've set the blueprint for us. And just to put it uh, in short terms, and I don't have no beef with nobody out here, but plain and simple, our sports stories were always taught to us through one lens, and it was taught to us through the middle-aged white man lens. And I don't know how, I know you guys know Hoop very well, I don't know how well you guys know me, but I think on the surface, you guys both, or I guess you guys understand that neither one of us are middle-aged white men. So our storytelling is going to be a little different. It's going to be a little unique. And that's what this, that's what this brand is about. This brand is about giving people that know the, know the business and understand what we do on a day in and day out basis. Uh, It was originally built by people that, you know, weren't going to take no for an answer. So because of that, they went ahead and, uh, put all their eggs in one basket and that basket is a talk that talk media company. And I mean, I, I, I'd say we do, we're doing pretty well for ourselves sitting next to, you know, USA today and the Washington post and things like that. Shout out to the predecessors that, you know, walk, walk this, walk these shoes in, in this industry before us, the folks like, you know, as you said that I had to think about it, like, you know, a Stuart Scott who tailored himself and, carried himself the way it needed to be to do it and did it and paved the way and kept things going and what you know pioneer in, in the in the game and a, a little more light on Terrell man like we're both from SoCal Terrell what that, that, that that's, I mean, that's, that's 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 home you yeah, know what man. I mean right what is and home? what is home and is you know home means a lot you know this is somebody that you know that seen Nipsey Hustle more than one occasion, like, you know, had conversations with him. And I only do that, mention him on here to say that you, you've internalized that marathon mentality. And it, it's hit home in terms of your, your the way you conduct yourself, your work, your plan, your execution, follow-up on all of this. And for one, hey, it's, it's inspired me. You know, I'll give you, I, I'll shout you out by all means on that as well. But it's like, let's go. Hey, I'm trying to get stride for stride. Like, let, let's get to it, man. I, I believe the same way, you know, you do in ourselves. Let's work. Let, let's let's work then. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's a pleasure. It's a shout. It's a crazy thing. I'm glad you mentioned Cerritos because I don't know if you've heard a couple episodes with Jacob Awada on here. I don't know if that name sounds familiar at all. The name sounds familiar, but I haven't heard the episodes. We not until it was off air that I was that me and Jake have a conversation. You know when you record and you have those conversations, like you say something right as soon as you done recording, it's like, 
why would you tell me that? I'm like, why did we yeah, get this? I wish we could have got this. He's like, yeah, bro, I know Terrell, man. We 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 had a speech, we had a speech class together at Cerritos College. <laughs> <I did. laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, I hated my speech in that class. That's crazy. Bro, he said, I remember he was a really good, he was a really good speaker. A really, really good speaker. <laughs> that is so that, crazy. that's crazy. That's what I was gonna say next. <laughs> Either way, bro. And yeah, dog, I'm like, look at this small world for one. <laughs> Shout out to Zaritos, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Two seeds um, and dirty birds. And dude, uh, yeah, no, man, I, like, you know, things things happen. You know, I don't believe that, you know, a lot of things can happen, everything ain't a coincidence. So I, I, I that, just boil it down to that. And yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm glad you got to kind of shine a light on that. Talk that talk, you know, Terrell has, has, has built this and developed it and made some, some real legwork out here in Las Vegas. This man, you know, if you've listened thus far, you've heard him talk about, you know, whether it's, whether, whether it was, I told Dave McMenamin to himself or whether it was, you know, this man talks to Becky Hammond, talks to Candace Parker, Asia Wilson on the regular. Talk to, you know. You do so, too. Don't do that. Don't do I, it. I know. I know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. And it, it's, but it's like, yo, it's a, it's a grind. We're, you know, he's living it and yeah. has matched that in, you know, in step with the foundation of the company and, and, and working it through. And, and like I said, more legwork and, and grinding and shout out, man. I appreciate, you know, Hey, I, I'm support. I mean, I'm in your corner by all means. And I know, I know it's, Likewise, I know, you know, we're on the same page with that. Um, yeah, man. I, I, absolutely. And to be honest with you, like I said, you mentioned it. So I, I'm going to go on a little diatribe for a quick second. Um, Nip, uh, you kind of talked about it. And I'm not going to try not to get emotional, but you kind of talked about it. Several conversations with Nip, several interactions with Nip. And I think the biggest thing with Nip, uh, I never took a picture. And that's one of the things that kind of like really hit home once he was no longer here. But uh it 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 means everything f- to me for a person to see me and think nip you know what i mean that that means a lot to me it, it means a lot um i'm actually wearing some marathon merch as we speak but um it's somebody that at the end of the day let us know in person like you know what i mean let us know in person that you could go out and make your dreams come true and then come back and change the place that you were at before and I think that's the biggest thing about Nip, especially with me being a huge Nip fan. Uh, the music is great, right? And and his teachings are great, right? But I said it the day that he passed, and I think it's going to be people like myself and other people that come from Slauson and Crenshaw, even Inglewood, just all of Southern California as a whole that will use him as the blueprint. And I truthfully think that, the things that are birthed in Nip's name will be his legacy. That's what I truthfully think. Um, but yeah, man, like I said before, I, it, it doesn't happen without a team. And I've told you guys, see our face plenty of times. I'll tell you guys in emails all the time. I'm appreciative for every single person that's around me. Like I said, that right. first summer league, I learned a lot. That first summer league, I will not forget sitting next to Washington Post, sitting next to the, like I said, the USA Today, or whether it be the RJ, whoever it is. Yeah. We were there as UNLV students, and we covered the hell out of it in 2019. Equally qualified, you know, equally reputable, and got the job done. And I have no problem with anything. I will line our list of accomplishments up with anybody at any other other 
entity or organization here in Vegas. I am that confident in this group. We can we can line up recognition. That's fine too. All me by all means, man. And, and putting the ball on that, um, we there's an episode of the OD podcast that we recorded that you know that of course that wasn't the plan beforehand, but I don't remember how far after. But you and me, you know, on campus um, after Nip passed, you know, yeah. hour yeah. and ch- hour and change, bro. I think, and you know that 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 was a stamp. That was something that we both felt like we just. Like it was just a meeting. It, it was a let's do it, bro. Let's just do this. Like you know, I, I had a similar moment with my boy Kendall. Just you know, from both from the land, bro. I had a similar moment with my boy Kendall soon after Kobe, soon after Cole passed, man. Where it was just like a you trying to you know what I'm saying vibe real quick, man. You know, and and, and if it was good, it was what it needed to be. And you know, and I'll admit with 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 the nip thing. Uh, obviously, I've I've met Kobe twice, maybe I think two, maybe three times. Uh, nip. I lost count. Uh, with all due respect to my guy Nick, I couldn't talk when Kobe passed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I could. I, I, you were not gonna put a mic in my face. You weren't gonna put a camera in my face. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold it together when Kobe passed for sure. Yeah, no, nah, man. It, it was my pops' birthday. Crazy. This man, you know, biggest fan and uh, one, you know, one of a kind, man. So those are the legends, bro. You know, always pay, you know, pay homage and, and respect and remember what we're doing this from. This is a thing that we do on this podcast. I like to revisit history. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of ideas for segments on here um, to, you know, revisit certain things because we just can't forget that things happened. And because history does repeat itself, but if it doesn't, there's things to be learned from it. And if we ignore it, that that's not for, you know, that's not wise. And yeah. In, in in all aspects, you know, but so that was an, an impromptu version of something that I'm glad, you know, just played out because I, I want this to, this is more than sports on here. And I, I'm glad that, you know, we're kind of breaking a fourth wall on it, even to an extent of just, you know, what we're doing with it and, and how we take it and approach it and what it means. But that that's all, you know, real talk, man. I got, I got one last one for you, man. And I got another shout out that I'll get in there before we, we kind of wrap it up, man. But, uh, not away in Vegas, bro. I, I, you're you're more loyal than I am. Team <laughs> team team <laughs> team wise, sports franchise wise, with your fandom, <laughs> I would say you're more deeply rooted in in who your teams are and and less waver and less willing to 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 you know cave. Right. I'm a homer, bro. I'm a Raiders fan now. You know what I'm saying I, I'm full play. Yo, sign me up. Sign me up this way. I'm at the parade. Sign me up. <laughs> you know, I got the Aces merch now from NBA Con. <laughs> um, and I'm still rocking with with the land because you know that's, that's we got a marriage with LeBron right now, and and that's just what it is. But yeah. where now that you cover all these teams and you kind of have a duty to report on them and, and give them all shine uh, on your shows, who do you like the most? Which team has actually grown on you, and if any, rather. Like, do you find yourself like, oh, I want y'all to get it together, or I like this? Of course, we love the Aces. Who we can't we can't be mad at what they got going on. But like, um, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I'll put it this way: I have two different answers for you. I have the team that I have the two teams that I like to cover the most, and I have I'll, I'll probably give you top three, and then I have the team that grew on me the most. So to answer your direct question, one one of them is the Aviators. I know 
Go ahead. Absolutely. At 100%. Go ahead. I love my guys, bro. You can't tell me anything bad about the Aviators. Those are my guys. Um, so, yeah, so the, the team that grew on me for sure the most, uh, I got to go to Knights, man. I got to go to go to Knights. I, I, I grew up a, a Mighty Duck fan, and I say Mighty Duck because of the cartoon. I grew up a Duck fan because of the cartoon. So me not ever really being able to, to capture the feeling of what hockey was like in Anaheim growing up, I don't think I was really attached to him. And even from the press box covering a Knights game, you get the sense of pride. You get the sense of uh, just just camaraderie even in the stands. So I'll probably say that that group has probably grown on me the most, and I find myself when I'm not covering them, cheering for them. Uh, so I, I'll definitely say probably the Knights. Um, and then in terms of teams that I like to cover the most, this is going to sound like a shot, but it is what it is. I like covering winning teams. So the Aviators would be third on that list. But the top two are two women-led groups. And I'm going to go with Lindy LaRock's group at UNLV. And I'm going to mm. go with the Aces here in the, in, in the WNBA. Those are probably my two most fun teams to cover. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Those are the two programs that win the most. Yeah, shout out to that that women's basketball team at UNLV, the Lady Rebels, because they, they made the tourney this year. Yeah, man. Back-to-back years, man. You got to put some respect on that program's name now. Man. Ran off twenty in a row, I believe. 22. This year, twenty-two. I was gonna say, I know it, cle- it cleared twenty, and it... I know for a fact that it was second in all of the nation behind South Carolina. So that means something. <laughs> it, it was. It. These are things that we cannot say didn't happen. Absolutely. Put some respect on it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, those are. That's a good. That's a good list, man. That's a good list. I respect it because, yeah, nah, man. The Aviators, you know, they're, they're uniquely Vegas. They're, you know, they've been here for quite a long time, actually, in exactly. Las Vegas. It's something I know now. It. I'm happy you said it. That's why. 50 years, man. Yeah. No, did I say 50 years? 40 Quite years. a bit. I want to say it goes back to the 70s, though. 70s yeah, or 80s. 40, and it, it, yeah, it's like, okay, wow. that That's actually, rep, you know, quite reputable. And, um, hey, man, let's get TAs here. Uh, I'll cop a hat. <laughs> I agree. I'll cop a hat. Like, what can I say? Keep in mind, dog. Oh, you didn't even see me today. I wore an Angel jersey today. I grew up an Angel fan. I covered the the Oakland Athletics minor league AAA team. Like, life, life, life happens, man. It just is what yeah. it is. My cousin is Tim Brown. I'm not a Raider fan. It just is what it is. Life happens. One thing you are not, you are not a Raider fan. I'm not. I'm just not. I love. I love black and silver. When the Raiders do good, I smile because just I like yeah. As a football, I have fan. blood ties there, but I just I, I don't know. I grew up rooting for Brett Favre. Maybe they need to win. That's that's the that's the that's the missing ingredient. They need to win. Maybe they need, they need to win to win you over. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> probably. I they they low key might be playing for Trevor for Caleb Williams next year. I think they might be. <laughs> oh man. That that's that's it right there, man. Last shout out goes to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, because uh yeah, man, thousand days. These boys are putting on cinema Friday nights on SmackDown. I have yet to do the rest the proper wrestling introductory course on this show because I can't I don't want to do it by myself. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's gotta be proper and it just keeps building and building and building. But whenever we do, it's going to be beautiful. Me and my guy quest. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to the chief, man. It, it, it's it's stupid for the, if you, if you've been a fan of wrestling and, and you already know, and you, you are one of as royalty, like 
I will just say this as one who is as loyal as it gets as well. What's happening right now is getting ridiculous. It's a lot. It's a lot to be. It's a lot to enjoy right now in the wrestling world. If you've ever enjoyed it, if you if you had time, that's the th- main thing now. Is time is the number one thing you're competing with. Absolutely. Uh, and if if you had time for it, there's a lot to enjoy in wrestling right now. A lot. <laughs> but uh, that's about it, man. Thanks for coming by, dog. Thanks for doing this. We will. Uh, oh. Thank you, Pat. We will we will do another one when time is right, and it, it will be sooner rather than later. Always, man. Thanks for having me. And I mean, we had these conversations without microphones in front of us, so this is nothing new. You know what I mean. All right, y'all. We'll be out till next time. <laughs>